Welcome back to all the listeners to Beyond the Field podcast. I have been rejoined by Eshin Asiwa. How are you, bud? Good to be back, team. <laughs> we might as well call this uh, COVID-19 podcast at the moment with what's going on. Absolutely. It's a very different time. Um, and we just got to roll with it and keep going. So today's going to be a little bit different, um, Isha. We have been... Um, uh, sent a lot of messages via our social platforms and also emails um, in-house to our advisors around uh, what to expect and, and a lot of uncertainty. So we thought we would bring uh, Neven from the office here um, and to ask us uh, a set of questions that a lot of our uh, clients and audience are actually wanting answered. Uh, and obviously it's our opinion. So Neve, welcome. Good morning. You might as well fire away. Yes, so I've got a list of questions here that have come through and I'm interested to see what your guys' answers are. So we'll get started straight away. The first one is, are we going into a similar scenario as the GFC? So like I just said before, I think we'll uh, clarify that these are our opinions uh, and our opinions only. Yeah. But um, Isha, did you want to answer? Or, uh, I think, um, look, personally, uh, it's a lot different to the GFC. No, we're not going to the same scenario. GFC was... Uh, underpinned by um, the financial world and the banking world, um, starting in America, subprime mortgages, um, and uh, I suppose uh, the, the banking collapse. So um, this scenario we're going into is health related, which affects a lot uh, of different areas, tourist, retail, um, uh, all that kind of stuff. But uh, in essence, our banks are super strong here. The Reserve Bank uh, of New Zealand was introduced to really um, supplement that post-GFC. So, and they want to keep trading. They want to keep rolling. They don't want the economy to stop. Um, very different time to GFC where everything stopped. Lines of credit stopped. Lending stopped. Where yeah. you know New Zealand economy wants has been looking for a stimulation and wants that to continue, yeah. hence banks still want to be seen as trading. We need credit into the market to um, produce cash flow into businesses. So we need the credit to roll, not to stop like the GFC. So OCR being cut, interest rates being dropped, it's the cheapest money we've ever seen. Uh, and that's, they want the New Zealand government want that push back into the economy. Yeah, awesome. Okay, would you still recommend buying a house at this time? Yeah, look, I think we were in such a prime market for um, house purchases throughout the summer, even from sort of October, November, uh, December last year, and that continued to roll on through to the summer. And we always say, when's the best time to buy? And it's when you're ready and right now. And for people with you know solid incomes, good jobs that are going to continue, then there's no better time to get into the market. Interest rates are at their lowest they've ever been. Um, so we still continue to say now's a great time to buy. Opportunity cost day. We say that all the time, you know. Um, unfortunately, in these situations, uh, the rich get richer. And if you're in the market, um, why not pull trigger? And we know it's a long-term game. And eventually we will get over what we're going through now. And if you just think that, you know, fast forward down the track when, you know, the whole New Zealand and the world's over this uh, coronavirus issue, the rich have bought up assets during this time and then we'll be ahead of the curve of the next uh, house price you know, battle. So yeah. you think if you get out the other side and you haven't got an asset, then you're starting behind the gun already. Yeah. So I guess leading on from that, here's another question. What should I buy, residential or commercial? Oh, yeah. Um, in this time, 
uh, I mean, each to their own, stick to what you know, but uh, commercial properties um, are going to be really affected, you know. Uh, a lot of commercial properties are retail. Uh, retail at this time is taking a massive hit. A lot of SMEs are going to go under. Um, a lot of businesses are going to go under where they have leases from. So, you know, if you're looking to buy a commercial at this time, your carrying costs are high. Uh, we haven't actually gotten to a podcast around the differences of commercial loans, but um, a lot more expensive, a lot more uh, tighter, uh, shorter terms, um, and everyone needs a house to live in. So uh, we still have a housing shortage, uh, and we still have people uh, looking to rent houses all the time. So uh, you will go residential from my point of view all day, every day at the moment. Sweet. So as an investor looking for an opportunity, should I purchase in a region or a city? Yeah, look, we've always been um, big advocates of purchasing in the main cities where there's population growth, um, there's a lot of people returning to New Zealand from around the world and the majority of it, the opportunities for them are in the major cities. Uh, we look at the amount of infrastructure that's um, being put aside from the government to um, build up house prices in certain areas. and. You know, we see a lot um, of our clients buying, you know, Auckland and Hamilton for all those reasons. The population growth and demand is going to continue in those main cities. And that's what we'd be bigger advocates for. And another thing is when you look at a time what we're in at the moment and what we're going through, a region normally res uh, relies on one industry uh, where a lot of people are actually um, uh, derive their income from. So, you know, if you're hedging your bets on like a, a tourism industry right now, where the region um, supplies a lot of jobs on that, where's your income coming from then? And as an investor, your rental income is at, at, um, at detrimented. Cool. Um, is now a good time to refinance with discussion of rates dropping? Oh, I love this one. Uh, absolutely. Um, you want to get in you want to be into win and they've obviously shaved uh, 40 basis points i think it was a couple of days ago off um the fixed rates so we're looking low threes now uh, and a lot of people we see uh, from a year ago locked in at high threes if not fours so if you're taking a percentage off a five hundred thousand dollar mortgage you're going to save yourself a lot of money and you've got to think about it that transfers into principal repayments really to reduce your debt faster so you know get in, refinance it, uh, either with your own bank or take it somewhere else because they all do the same thing. Um, obviously, you've got to understand your break costs, but uh, do your due diligence and, and make it work for you. Great advice. If I currently have a fixed mortgage, should I break it? Yeah, well, it all comes down to the numbers at the end of the day. And, uh, you know, and if it's worth, uh, you know, writing the break costs and um, looking that you're going to come out the other end with, you know, making a saving, then absolutely. So you've got to, each individual will have been in a different situation, um, but by getting in contact with a broker and to crunch the numbers, um, you'll be able to see if it's worth it or not. That's what it comes down to, like crunching the numbers, making, understanding what your break fee is, and then if you went to a lower rate, what you're going to save uh, and what can be offset. Normally, if you, if you do change bank, uh, you probably get a cash contribution, which might cover a, a bit of not all the break fee and makes it worthwhile. So it ties into that refinance question you asked. Yeah, and leading on again from there, if your loan's coming up for renewal, how long would you recommend refixing for? Oh, short term, all day, every day. 12 months. Oh, look, we've seen even this week people that locked in for two years 
two years ago and the difference is phenomenal in what they would be saving and the break costs on breaking those two-year loans are expensive too so you know short term look OCR has been locked in at 0.25 for 12 months so why would you lock in any longer these rates are not going anywhere they're here to stay once we rebound uh, from the other side of this COVID-19 cash flow still needs to go back into the economy uh, and to do that we need cheap money Sweet. Um, we have pre-approval to buy a house. Should we still be purchasing or keeping the money in the bank? Well, like we sort of asked before, or mentioned before, if you're ready to buy, um, just buy. There is no good or bad time to buy a home. People that sit and wait and, and try to look at trends and that, how long's a piece of string, right? If we had a crystal ball, you'd all be rich like Warren Buffett. So um, if you're ready to buy, buy as long as you know it's a long-term gain, it's not a quick a quick fix or a quick a quick money making scheme some people get lucky in that way but uh, unfortunately if you do it that way you're gambling really and how often do we hear people say oh we'll just keep saving till next year we'll just save for another 12 months if they get out 12 months and all of a sudden house prices have jumped on them and all of a sudden they need to keep saving so we see so often people hesitate to jump in the market and opportunity costs and 12 months later they're no more ahead they're just trying to build their deposits and it's quicker to jump and buy a house and you know you're going to make value in that um in 12 months that actually is just to happen prior for quite a few clients before christmas house prices have jumped just in the new year recently and um people's deposits uh weren't quite there they held off and they thought they'll buy in the new year and all of a sudden uh, that deposit uh, doesn't make up what they need for for the purchase price yeah and on the top of the pre-approvals if i have a pre-approval is it still valid Yes, the pre-approval is valid for 90 days or the date that it's valid to, your pre-approval sits there uh, nicely and is still valid. Keen is to um, uh, either talk to your bank, your advisor, or bring up your pre-approval and check the date of when it is valid to, and make sure you check the conditions as well yeah. that come with that pre-approval. And now this is a huge question we've been asked a lot. My KiwiSaver has dropped significantly. Will that increase again? Man, I have seen so many posts on social media, and this is so funny because when the market runs hot and people's Kiwi savers go up 10, 20 grand quickly, I never see posts on social media about how oh, good it's okay. going. It's always when it's doom and gloom. So look, yes, unfortunately, uh, financial markets have really dropped uh, heavily quickly. Um, and uh, yes, people are losing money in there, but yes, as time, KiwiSaver or the funds in there will bounce back. But what I will say to that is if you are a first time buyer and you are using KiwiSaver as part of your deposit, you need to keep an eye on A, how it's invested and B, what that may look like if you're using it as part of your deposit. Because people will get caught short if they have lost five grand in there and they desperately needed that five grand as part of their deposit. Yes, all right. If my mortgage repayments are high and I'm worried about my job security, what would you recommend doing? There are a few things you can do. Um, obviously, if you're on principal and interest repayments at the moment, you could potentially go to your advisor or your bank uh, and look to put on interest only. And we've already heard so far this week that there's, you know, the banks have already had those discussions um, preempting uh, these scenarios. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of people 
out there that would be too afraid to ask the question to begin with but the reality is you've just got to get in touch with your broker or your bank and actually ask because i think there's a lot of banks and providers out there that are willing to help yeah. in a scenario such as this. absolutely the other thing quickly you can do to that is that um if when you took out the mortgage it was a 30-year term and let's say you've got 25 or 23 years remaining on that you could go back to your advisor and bank and, and ask if you could push that term back out to 30 years it's not ideal um, but it is a way of, of actually decreasing your payments. Should I buy a house with a friend or a family member so I don't carry all the risk? Well, I think unfortunately, if you do buy a house with a friend or family member and there is debt on that, um, with the responsible lending, you're actually, um, each, each individual is, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here, Issa, is um, tied to that debt. So um, if you take out a $500,000 mortgage and you think it's hard with your friend, you actually post both guarantee the whole amount. So you're both uh, liable, jointly and separately liable was the word I was looking for. So um, to answer your question, um, yes, absolutely. But it's not gonna, it's actually not gonna spread or halve your risk. It's the same amount, so. Yeah. What type of personal profile may be affected attaining credit at this time? Yeah, well, I think um, banks always look at personal profile um, when uh, deciding to lend credit. And um, when you think of certain industries that have been affected by this coronavirus and will continue to be affected, I think they're people whose jobs are, say, in the tourist industry or very um, just affected by this virus. I think that's the type of profile that will start, um, that credit will start to look more intensely at. Um, they have to protect themselves at the end of the day. So if this is, you've got a job in a certain industry that's going to be heavily affected, then I think that's where they'll start to tighten the strings a bit. What does the coronavirus mean for overseas investors? Yeah, well, we have quite a few of those, don't we, Sean Abbox? Um, I mean, well, to be honest, I, it's the same as in New Zealand, really. Um, Overseas investor, if you're a New Zealand citizen, uh, you're obviously allowed to buy in New Zealand, 30% um, down roughly. Um, it just comes down to job stability. And, and if you've got income and you've got a job, uh, it, it doesn't mean it's status quo, status would that be right? Quo. Yeah, it's status quo. Look, if you've got a solid job, you've got a solid employer, um, you know you're gonna ride out the next couple of months and nothing changes to your current financial position, then you know everything's just status quo. What will the Reserve Bank lower LVR restrictions to enable people to still buy houses? Oh, there is a high possibility. I think you're going to see the Reserve Bank really scrutinise and watch what's going to happen probably over the next six months. And it's been a hot topic even before it has coronavirus has kicked in. So it's probably a decision and discussion that they're going to hurry along and look into more intensely. Absolutely. The, the Reserve Bank brought in these macro prudent rules uh, initially to take the heat out of the housing market because it was soaring. And uh, now with them being introduced and um, there obviously being um, uh, responsible lending codes going in place, this will be looked at. And if there's not enough credit going back into um, the economy, that could be one of the things that they look at is, is potentially reducing loan to value ratio rules and, and maybe for investors. What will happen with open home viewings? 
I think Asia is a hot topic. You got yeah, some that's that's a really interesting um, discussion. So far, I think so much has changed rapidly in the last fourteen days that open homes seven days ago, last weekend, were quite normal. There were obviously people that were weary and had stayed away in the last three to four months um, because of what we're experiencing. Yet a lot of open homes last weekend just continued on um, as they would. I think fast forward seven days, and I think a lot of real estate agents out there have been discussing discussing protocols around what happens, um, maybe having backup plans, maybe doing um, midweek viewings and taking through potential clients one at a time um, because you've got to protect both sides here. You've got to protect the purchaser and the vendors that are selling the house. So, you know, there's probably a lot of discussions around what the protocol is this weekend. Um, you know, we do know that gatherings of 100 people um, is not advised and, you know, if there's a hot property that a lot of clients are going through, I guess there's a lot of real estate agents out of there that are putting protocol in place to um, deal with these type of scenarios. So we'll see come the weekend. Yeah. Will I still be able to apply for insurance with what's going on with the coronavirus? Yeah, of course you can. Insurance, obviously, um, companies are still open for business. Um, absolutely. It's like anything. You've got to go through, uh, if it's personal insurance, you've got to go through an underwriting process of your health and medical conditions and um, it's literally status quo with insurance companies. Following on from that, if I'm unable to work, will I be able to claim on my income and mortgage protection insurance? Again, same same scenario. Like any type of claim, um, you go through the process of, of the claim, provide medical evidence, um, and then especially for disability cover, like income and mortgage repayment, you just make sure um, when it's approved, you just got to wait for your waiting period to expire and then you can start claiming. So I can't see there being any problem. Yeah. In this time, should I be dealing directly with the bank or through an advisor? Look, we always recommend um, going through an advisor because they know the ins and outs of the different banking protocol um, um, at the moment. And, you know, they're going to work on your behalf and get you the best deal that's on the market. And... You know, the last thing we want is uh, to people to walk into a bank and be disheartened if uh, they don't get what they want. So, you know, just sitting down and really understanding uh, our clients' goals and where they want to be in 12 months' time, five years' time, 10 years' time is still paramount. And that's why we always advise to sit down with a good advisor, good broker, and really nut out the plan first and foremost. Absolutely. That's all for the questions today. Right. So those are all the questions. He says they're actually some really good questions and a lot of those we've been really hammered with over the last, what, two, three days um, yeah. in-house. And um, hopefully to everyone out there, it's sort of given a bit of, uh, I suppose, an idea of, of what we know uh, is happening. Um, but I suppose in summary, the fundamentals uh, of investing in property don't change. Um, we have insufficient building um, of houses going on. A lack of construction, um, especially in the lower priced areas, uh, sorry, lower priced homes. Um, we have structurally the lowest interest rates New Zealand's ever seen, and they potentially may go lower, so money is so cheap. Um, we have good uh, available credit at the moment through all the banking institutions, and they've been guaranteed this will continue from the government as well recently. We still have high and still rising development costs going on with housing. Uh, we've had a, sh a shift in um, net migration over the last three decades. Uh, and just as of obviously the last week or so, we've had or been shown how volatile the share market can be. 
So I suppose when you're investing in, in property, it's, it's not about timing the market, it's about time in the market. So long-term investing um, and, and sitting on things. And if you can reduce debt, if not, you sit there and, and obviously just ride through the waves and, and take capital gains off it. And I just think to all the listeners out there, if you have any questions, don't let it. Don't just sit there and let it stew in your head. Um, sometimes it's great just to you know ask the question, get it off your chest, and you know in these worrying times, sometimes a little bit of mental stability around um, your thoughts around finances is all you need uh, to get a perk up in your day. So don't sit there and stew. Uh, we're always contactable. We'll work through even you know a Zoom meeting on the computer. It doesn't have to be face to face, but uh, sometimes just get out there and ask the question. Absolutely, and all for all the, the um, general Kiwis, general public in general, and Kiwis, um, keep building, keep keep building empires, and, and keep achieving your goals. Don't stop. Don't let a blip uh, like this dictate your future. Keep it going, and um, you know stay strong. So uh, until next time, guys. Thank you again.